Oh yeah, baby. How's everyone doing out there? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Huddle. And I am your host, Greg. Weather's getting a little bit cold out here. It's like around 32, 35, 37 degrees on the daily. Walking around at work today, I think I picked myself up a little sore throat. It's one of those, it's not fully sore yet. It's one of those situations where it just hurts to swallow anything. You know, it's like you swallow your own spit, you swallow in water, juice, whatever. So I'm doing the whole Listerine and gargling for a minute. Hopefully get all whatever bacteria got in there, just get it out. Can't be sick and miss work. But any hoot, I know people say, where'd you learn how to say any hoot? I don't know. I just like saying it. Any hoot. Um, I'd like to dedicate this episode to my cousin, Big Dog, a.k.a. Len. Uh, he's a big football fan, probably as big as I am. He's a, he's a former coach. So it's not even about who's good or who's not. We can really talk about X's and O's when I talk to him. And he knows exactly what I'm talking about. And he's a fan, very passionate, might I add. I'm talking about the fan where he likes Michigan and I like Notre Dame. And we already knew first game of the season, we're not even going to talk to each other because usually we talk to each other on Saturdays during college football. But we knew that day, nah, bruh. Family's family, but today, it's different. So, um, in saying why I'm dedicating this episode, I'm dedicating it to him because tomorrow will be the 115th meeting between my cousins, University of Michigan Wolverines, and they will be playing at the Ohio State Buckeyes. Now, let me tell you, Michigan comes in ranked fourth in the country. Ohio State, their top 10 team. But this is not about rankings. This is not about who's good or who's bad. This is about legacy. This is about you come, you, you get recruited by both schools and where will you go and why? Let me break down why this is more than just a regular season game. Like I said, these teams have played 100. This will be the 115th meeting, but they've played 114 times. In this series record, Michigan does lead 58-50 and 6. That's right. Michigan leads with 58 wins, 100, I'm sorry, 50 losses and 6 ties. Although Michigan leads the series, there is a streak. It's not a good one. Michigan has lost the last six. And Ohio State has won the last 13 of 14 matchups. Now, this is the 22nd time that Michigan and Ohio State will take the field when both of them are ranked in the top 10. What's on the line other than bragging rights, legacy, and all that I just mentioned? Well... The winner will play in the Big Ten Championship next month. And why is this a big deal for Michigan? Let me tell you what they got on the line. What they have on the line is playing for the Big Ten Championship, ending a six-game losing streak. Jim Harbaugh is the head coach of Michigan. He's a great coach in my mind. He's a program turner-arounder. Those aren't English vocabulary words, 
So if any children are using listening to this podcast, Turner around her are not good words to use. But the point that I'm trying to make is, I'm sorry if I'm like sipping on juice while I'm recording the podcast. It's just my throat hurts. And I don't want to sound all like my throat is feeling a little funky. But um, he is a great person to bring into your program, change the culture, um, instill his mantra and his principles. When he was at Stanford, he turned around Stanford from a, you go to Stanford to play football, but you really go to Stanford for an education. He acquired Andrew Luck and turned Stanford into a destination if you want to come to the pros. If you don't believe me, why don't you talk to Richard Sherman? If you don't believe me, why don't you talk to Andrew Luck? There's a lot of guys from Stanford. Why don't you talk to some of the offensive linemen in the league? From Stanford, he took his coaching skills to San Francisco. And when he was there was when San Francisco, they rose from the ashes, became one of the best teams in the NFL, had a good run, and unfortunately, they didn't secure the deal in the Super Bowl in which they were defeated in Ray Lewis's last game in the Super Bowl. I don't want to digress, but you remember that Super Bowl? That was the one where there was like a blackout where half the lights were on and half of them weren't. And it was like, yo, did they pay the bill or something? But anyway, let me get back to um, what I'm really trying to say. Coaches in this series between Michigan and Ohio State get fired if you can't beat. If Michigan can't beat Ohio State, the Michigan coach gets fired. If Ohio State can't beat Michigan, the Ohio State get, coach gets fired. Although Jim Harbaugh needs to win this game because I believe that if he doesn't, he will get terminated. And if he does get terminated, there's a team in New York, and I'm not talking about the Giants, who would probably hire him with the quickness to turn their program around with the young quarterback and Sam Darnold. Hint, hint. But Urban Meyer after the scandal that transpired over the summer and last year with the abuse, sexual, I don't want to say sexual abuse, but just the domestic abuse that was an unfortunate incident that transpired between one of the assistant coaches and his wife. And because of that, Urban Meyer has been on the hot seat this entire season to where there are rumors that if it's not a really, really, really good season, he might not be sticking around that much longer. That I don't know if I really believe because winning cures all. And when you're Michigan, you're the fourth-ranked team in the country right now. You have one of the best defenses. And right now, Ohio State's reeling. Offensively, they're on point. But defensively, they're just not consistent and they're allowing too many big plays. And confidence-wise, they're just down. They don't have that, this is the Ohio. You know when you're watching Monday Night Football and they'll say, so-and-so, so-and-so, the Ohio State Buckeyes? You just don't feel that swagger. And Michigan, this is, if they don't beat them, this is it. Because it's not going to get any easier than it is now. And like I mentioned, What's on the line other than all these bragging rights, maybe some coaches' jobs? The winner will play in the Big Ten Championship next month. 
And since the Big Ten split into two divisions in 2011, Michigan, did you know, and I was shocked to know this myself, Michigan has never played in a championship game. So not only could, this is like a two for one. This is almost like one of those, you go to like a a fast food chain and you get like a two for one entry taco combo. This is you beat Ohio State finally and you get into the Big Ten Championship. And if you win that, yo, come on. That's like one of those, you go to Grace Papaya back in the day, get you three hot dogs and a drink for like $2. Yeah, notice how I said back in the day for $2. But I mean, there's a lot on the line right now. And for Ohio State, if they win, obviously, like I said, they'll continue their streak over Michigan, but they'll play in the Big Ten Championship game, thus forth increasing Urban Meyer's chance of returning to being the head coach next year. And if they do win, the Big 12 title, now you can sit there and say, do they have enough juice to jump however many teams to make it to the playoffs? Where Michigan, all they need to do is win and you're in. They control their destiny. But let's talk about the teams, not about the coaches. I've seen Michigan play a couple times this year. They played Notre Dame the first game of the season. There's one thing I don't like about when really good teams play each other for the first game of the season, but it's a good thing in a way. You're not who you are that first game of the season, unless you're Alabama. (laughs) But you're not who you are that first game of the season. And who you become after that is all on you. Because the way it's set up with this playoff format, in November is when the rankings come out. And it's okay to have a loss, but by the time November comes, you got to, in a way, I hate to say it, but schedule some powder puff teams because you have to go undefeated in November because a loss and you're a top-ranked team and you're out. But if you have one loss and you're winning and you're ascending towards the end of the season, now other teams lose and you could matriculate your way in. So let's talk about the these two teams. To me, when there's a matchup like this, it's not about the teams. It's about like which unit is the strength of each team and does that match up with the other team? Styles make fights in boxing. Well, this to me is going to be a matchup of the Michigan Wolverine defense, which is one of the best in the country, versus the Ohio State offense, which is has one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Defensively, Michigan is allowing 234.8 yards per game. That's number one in the country. Pass defense, they're allowing only 123.2 yards per game. That is also first in the country. This defense has a serious pass rush with 31 sacks, and they have a good back end with 11 interceptions. So this defense on all three levels, defensive line, they get at the quarterback. Linebackers, they stop the run. Secondary, you better not make a mistake because these dudes can and will pick the ball. And this illustrious defense that Michigan is bringing in will be playing 
the Ohio State Buckeye offense. Coming in averaging 545.8 yards per game, which is second in the country. Now, against a good defense, you got to do one of two things, in my estimation. You got to run to control the clock, but nowadays teams don't do that. It's all about chucking the ball across the field. Or you have to convert on third downs. And you know how I do. Your boy, Greg, Man Cave Huddle. We always researching, bringing you the information. That's legit. I like to give a shout-out to NTA.com. That's where I got this information. Ohio State offense is averaging 47.5% on their third down conversions. A little bit under half of the time they're converting on third down, which is 10th in the country. Now let's talk about their quarterback. First-year starter, Dwayne Haskins has passed for, at this point in the season, 3,685 yards, which is third in the country and obviously leads the Big Ten. He has passed for 36 passing touchdowns. 36, which is tied for first entry today. I got to say entry today. The only reason why I say that is because Gardner Gardner Minshew of Washington State, they're playing Washington, and he is tied is Dwayne Haskins with Gardner Minshew and De'Eric King of Houston. So when I say entering today, that's obviously going to change. But Dwayne Haskins also has seven interceptions. Now, in Ohio State, Urban Meyer loves to have these read option quarterbacks, but Dwayne Haskins is not your t- classic, typical dual threat quarterback he's a pro style quarterback where he's gonna pass the ball and he's very efficient if I remember correctly Ohio State had one 400 yard passing game coming into this season Dwayne Haskins has three let that sink in boy can pass the ball I remember last year against Michigan when JT Barrett went down and he was injured I said oh we is Dwayne Haskins ready for the pressure that's, that's going to be thrown on his shoulders? Bink, 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 bink. Touchdown. Next drive. Bink, 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 bink. Touchdown. I said, yo, this boy's ready. He's good. I mean, Ohio State doesn't recruit any chumps. They're recruiting guys that's ready to play. Huge game tomorrow. I mean, you got Shea Patterson. Michigan quarterback who transferred from Ole Miss. Dual threat quarterback more so than Dwayne Haskins. He's going to need to make plays with his feet and his arm. This Right now, Ohio State is weak and they're beatable. And I say weak in that they played Purdue a couple weeks ago. One running back, forgot his name. I should know. I'm sorry. He ran for over 200 yards, and it wasn't those grinding yards. It was those Madden yards. It was those 50-yard touchdowns, and he had a couple of them. Ohio State had a little bit of a hiccup in the struggle playing Maryland, had to go into overtime and beat them by one point only because Maryland chose to go for two in the win, didn't convert, but both teams, similar to the Rams and the Chiefs, scored over 50 points. It's going to be a good game. Definitely going to be a good game. Now, I want to wrap this up because I think I've just given you everything why you should watch this episode. 
Cuzzo, I know you listening. And I know you want to know who my pick will be. I don't want to make this pick emotionally. I want to make it logically and explain why. I firmly believe tomorrow's game will be a tight game. It will be a nail-biter game. It will probably come down to the fourth quarter and big players will need to step up and make big plays. I believe Michigan will be victorious tomorrow at The Ohio State and Jim Harbaugh will end the streak that Ohio State has over Ohio State. And the reason why I believe this is because the defense that they have can stop the run early. And when and if they do that, you can put it in the game on Dwayne Haskins' shoulders to win the game for you. Now you're opening up a whole bunch of blitz packages. Now he did it last year. I get it. A couple graduates, and the team just doesn't look the same. I mean, if Ohio State's averaging 545 yards a game, and Ohio's and, and Michigan's only letting up 234, something has to give there. And if let me tell you something, in big games, defense travels. If Ohio if Ohio State has a couple early three and outs, Michigan can withstand that early that early, how should I say, wave of energy because they're playing at Ohio State. And Shea Patterson can make a play here or there. I'm confident because Jim Harbaugh always has plays to put his players in position to win the game. Final score? For all the scoring that has gone on, I believe final score is going to be Michigan 17, Ohio State 14. Anybody got a problem with that? Holla at your boy. At Man Cave Huddle on Twitter. I'd love to entertain a conversation with you. I like having educated, positive debate. No arguments. No, I'm right and you're wrong. I just like having debates where there's an answer and let's logically get to that answer and it doesn't matter who's right or wrong. But at me and talk to me. So as I end this episode, I'd like to end it with a positive quote. And for today's positive quote, it is, be stubborn about your goals, but flexible about your methods of achieving them. Be stubborn about your goals, but be flexible about your methods of choosing them. Like I always say, everyone, thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.